Parshat Vayera, 5783, Belief Persistence. When Moshe approaches Paro, he's instructed by Hashem to be prepared to give a sign. Aaron throws down his staff, which turns into a snake. Paro's magicians copy Aaron, and Paro, in the end, is unimpressed. Why was this Moshe and Aaron's opening move? Hashem had promised to take the Jewish people out with signs and wonders. Why did he instruct Moshe to open with the equivalent of a parlor trick, putting, pulling a rabbit out of his hat? So the Sforno explains, he says, So what does it mean that the magicians made their staffs into snakes? They looked and felt like these kinds of snakes, but they weren't able to move like snakes or perhaps not even at all. And then the psukim continue by that Aaron's staff swallowed their 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 staffs. Sheiru shael yit barach levado hu anotin neshama v'ruach v'lo hayakoch bechar tumim latet tenuah b'taninim. So they would be able to see that Hashem and only Hashem can give a neshama ruach actually life to uh, objects, but the magicians cannot even give motion to these uh, snakes. And uh, this sort of continues, Kaved Lev Paro, so what does it mean that Paro's heart was heavy? Afal Pishara Hevdel Ben Hamofet Sha'asitim Atem Uvein Ma'asek Shafim. Even though he was able to see there was a difference between the sign that Moshe had done and the sign that the magicians had done. So the Sforno explains that Paro's magicians use sleight of hand to replicate motion on our own sign. The magicians could not make up, uh, could not make anything actually move of its own accord. Aaron's snake, however, could move on its own and swallowed up the fake snakes of the magicians. Despite this difference, Paro remained unmoved. This pattern repeats itself during the first plague. Motion Aaron turned the river into blood. The Egyptian magicians also mimicked this in some fashion, and Paro remains unimpressed. But in addition to noting that Paro's heart was hardened and he didn't listen to them. In the final Pasuk, that's what he says in, in uh, Pasuk uh, 22, Chafbet, but there's another Pasuk which is added, Chaf Gimel, which seems at first glance superfluous. It says, Vayifen Paro, he turned, Mayavol Beitoni went to his house, Velo shot Libo Gamlazot, and he did not pay any attention even to this. So the Sforno comments here, and what does it mean that he did not pay any attention to this? He also did not perceive the difference that was apparent here. So the difference between God's actions and the actions of these magicians. Because God's actions uh, produce an actual change in nature and it uh, changed the whole river into actual blood. The evidence is the fact that the fish actually died. The actions of the magicians was just to change something temporarily. It's something that, that wasn't going to last, and perhaps it was just uh, an, an illusion. It was just sleight of hand. So the Sforno explains and emphasizes again that there was a significant distinction between the miraculous nature of the change brought about through Moshe and Aaron and the illusions carried out by the Egyptians. Paro ignored this difference. He, quote, turned away and did not take any of this to heart. So we observe an interesting phenomenon. Paro persists in his beliefs despite clear evidence to the contrary. He is 
first confronted with an observable distinction between the real and fake snakes. Then the scale was increased. The entire river was turned to blood. Perhaps Parr argued it was just a difference in quantity. His magicians could do something similar on a small scale. All he needed was a small opening to maintain his belief. We see this phenomenon played out in many areas. It's difficult for people to change their opinions. They resist accepting that their beliefs are wrong. Sometimes they will go to great lengths to maintain the current belief system. It's interesting, there's a Gemara Menachot that says, So Paro's two leading magicians, Yochanan Mamre, said to uh, Moshe, What's this? What's with your parlor tricks? Uh, you're bringing straw to Ephraim, you're, in other words, to a place where there's uh, already a, a lot of straw. Amar Lehu, Amri Inish, Inshi, Lemasa, Yarka, Yarka Shako. So Moshe said, It's as people say. Uh, in a place that has uh, vegetables is where you want to uh, take your vegetables to sell. In other words, he was intentional. It was part of the plan to set up a, uh, a contrast. So uh, perhaps in addition to the lesson for Paro, there's an idea for the Jewish people as well. Many things appear similar on a surface level. Hashem intended through Moshe to set up a contrast, but in order to appreciate what is truly valuable, a degree of honest investigation is necessary. For me, this brings to mind a letter from the Rambam to the, uh, to the Jews of Yemen, which reads as follows. Quote, Likewise, a person ignorant of the secret meaning of the Torah and the deeper significance of halacha will be led to believe that our religion has something in common with another if he makes a comparison between the two. For you'll note that in Torah, there are prohibitions and commandments, just, there, just as in other religions, there are permitted and prohibited acts. Both contain a system of religious observances, positive and negative precepts, sanctioned by reward and punishment. If he could only fathom the inner intent of the law, then he would realize that the essence of the true divine religion lies in the deeper meaning of its positive and negative precepts, every one of which will aid man in his striving after perfection and remove every impediment to the attainment of excellence. These commands will enable the throng, meaning the, the common person, and the elite to acquire moral and intellectual qualities, each according to his ability.